And in the beginning, obviously, my, my parents were a little bit reluctant when their mortal daughter, who could barely reach the top of the countertop, um, wanted to use the stove and use the big knife and get into the oven. And um, they were reluctant at first, but um, slowly but surely, I started getting into the kitchen more and more. This week on the Young and Dumb Podcast, we have Ariana Fagan. Long before she was able to drive, Ariana got her start cooking by chefing it up in the kitchen before the age of 10. Her success and passion for cooking led her to an an enormous amount of opportunities, including a chance to start on Junior Master Chef. Now a couple years removed and an expert in the kitchen, she has shifted her influence to a more philanthropic sense and has begun to grow there as well. So this week, we become chefs with Ariana. Gordon Ramsay and MasterChef Junior, they go hand in hand. And if you've ever watched the show, you've probably seen this little chef running around creating her amazing dishes. So that's why we had to give her the word chef. Consistent. It took her three tries to get on Master Chef Junior. But once she got to the top 40, she made it count. Heavenly. Watch Ariana on that show. The food that she's able to cook is simply amazing. And then take a step back. And realized she was only 13 years old when she was in the kitchen cooking fondant potatoes. Eager. That's not all. Even before MasterChef Junior, she found out that her grandfather passed away due to pancreatic cancer. She combined her cooking talent with philanthropy and has raised over $250,000. Food. It's her passion. It looks amazing. And we wish we could have tasted some of the dishes she's cooked. This week, we become a Master Chef Junior with Ariana. What's going on, everyone? It's your favorite co-host from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, back at it again with another episode of the Young and Dumb Podcast. Get Joe Grind Up presents. We have another special guest on board with us today. I think this might be um, one of the most unique, and I mean that in the best way possible, I uh, guess we have on board today. Um, she's extremely talented. She's all the way from Minnesota. Ariana has joined us on the podcast. Ariana, say what's up to the people. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and talk about all the amazing things. So thank you. Glad to have you on board with us today. Um, and, you know, just for joining us on the podcast is not every day. Day we get someone of your talent, of your skill um, on the podcast. I won't give away too much for our listeners now, but I do want to introduce you to what we like to call the young and dumb way. So we're going to break it down from the beginning. I'll waste no more time. Let us know who you are and what you're doing right now. Um, so I'm Ariana Fagan. I'm 14 years old and I'm from Excelsior, Minnesota. And ever since I was four years old, I've had a passion for cooking. And um, it started out small, but then later on it grew and grew and my passion just continued to grow and I fell in love with it. And I just recently competed on the show MasterChef Junior on Fox with Gordon Ramsay, which was such an incredible experience. And after the show, I was able to travel the world and train with some of the best well-known in Michelin country. And so amazing. And then I'm also really passionate about philanthropy and I've raised over I think now it's a quarter of a million dollars for charitable causes that I'm passionate about. And so I really wanted to leverage my passion for cooking as a platform to continue helping others. So I started my own company and now I'm an entrepreneur, a public speaker, and an influencer for Generation Z. That is 
amazing. Like if you had a way to drop a mic, that would be the time to drop the mic because like you're 14 now. And when you started doing uh, MasterChef Junior, you were 12. And I remember myself at 12, I was playing Xbox all day and playing soccer. And that's all I was doing. Nowhere <laughs> that near. That sounds <laughs> just about right. I can, I can literally copy that and paste it right on the meat too. I was doing the exact same thing. So this is insane. I want to start first with um, MasterChef Junior. So how did that whole recruiting process go? And like, how did you get to becoming a top 10 um, chef on MasterChef Junior? Wow. So that is a long story. It was it's such a crazy journey from the beginning. So I think I tried out for the first time when I was nine years old. And, and to think that I made it onto MasterChef when I was 12, you could just picture all the things that happened in between when I was nine years old and when I was 12 years old. So I tried out for MasterChef and I'd always been watching it. And I saw that like in the beginning, wow, like I hope I could cook as good as these kids one day. And as I got older, I started to realize that the things I was seeing the kids do on the show, I could do as well. And that's kind of when I had my aha moment, so to speak, and I saw that we were having auditions uh, for MasterChef, and they didn't even have any in Minnesota. They were far away um, in different, in the big city, so Minnesota's kind of a small market for them, and I thought, like, I know this, this would be such an incredible experience, and it had been kind of a dream a whole, my whole life, and so um, I begged my parents to, I begged my dad to fly out, because that was um, the only thing we could do to get to an open call, and um my dad let me go, and that was that was so amazing. So we flew out to an audition in, I think the first year we went to Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I did my audition, and I made it pretty far. I made it through the first round, I made it through the second round, and we kind of came in and they had these big open calls. And I think almost 10,000 kids auditioned for the show every year. So um, it's a huge amount of kids. I never imagined that so many people would be there, but I came to the audition, and then we started doing a couple little things, and we did interviews. And then I cooked on camera and then um, I had to send in a video and do some other parts of their process. It was a long process and then um, I never heard from them again. And so the next year um, I thought that, I mean, second time, maybe I should try it again. And um, so I went for audition number two and this time I went to Los Angeles where I thought the biggest competition would be. Um, so I went there and uh, did the audition, made it even farther in the process. And I went to do like background checks and um, my dad had to do a background check too. And I had to do a psychological evaluation to make sure I'd be good to go for the show. And, um, and so I made it even farther. And then I got the notification that I got, I got an email that said that um, Ariana did an amazing job, but unfortunately you didn't make the top 40 that's going to fly out to Los Angeles for the show. And at that point it was kind of, really disappointing. It was crushing for me because it was it was something that I'd worked so hard for and I we had invested so much time and so much money to, to even get there and I didn't want to let anyone down, especially my parents that were supporting me through this whole crazy journey. And um, so that was especially really disappointing. I think the second year was the hardest for me. And then um, year number three rolls around and that was my very last chance to get onto MasterChef because they only allow um, eight to 13 year olds on MasterChef. And so if I were to try the next year, I would have aged out and I wouldn't be able to do it. So I told my dad, like, three times a charm, can we maybe try one more time? And so we flew out and I did the audition and I made it on. And so um, it, was, it was a crazy long process and we had to fill out so many forms. I still kind of think in my mind of all the paperwork we filled out, like 700 pages, I think it was. But um, it was 
it was one of the greatest moments of my life when I got that email that said, Ariana, you made the top 40. We're flying you to Los Angeles for MasterChef Junior. And it's still kind of surreal to think about it. That's so crazy. Like just going through that entire process, getting to meet Gordon Ramsay, I actually heard he was uh, really good with kids. Can you deny or confirm that? No, actually he was, he was awesome. And it's surprising to some people because I think that was the biggest question I was asked after the show was, Ariana, like how is Gordon Ramsay? And um, he was definitely firm, but he was super nice. And I think that's kind of his TV personality is to be really mm -hmm. strict. And I kind of always viewed his anger and as passion. And um, so he was one of my idols my whole life. And some other people thought he was just angry. And I thought he was just so passionate about the craft and about cooking. And I always felt the same way about cooking. And sometimes if someone crossed me in the kitchen, I would behave the same way as Gordon. Did. So I totally felt him in that, in that sense. But yeah, he was amazing. There was actually... Um, Joe Bastianich was another judge on MasterChef, and he was the toughest one, surprisingly, not even Gordon Ramsay. He was scary. Like, you just kind of look at his eyes when he was judging you, and he had this mean stare into your eyes, and <laughs> he was the scariest judge by a long shot, and that's surprising for me to even say, because I thought Gordon Ramsay would be the scariest, but Joe Bastianich was even worse. <laughs> That's that's incredible just to, to to experience that as at such a young age, uh, so much talent. Honestly, you're a better cook at I'd say probably the age of nine than I am currently. Um, and for I can probably speak for most kids in my generation that um, your talent does not go unnoticed. Um, and saying that, how'd you get to where you are now cooking wise? We know you've gotten on the show, um, but getting behind um, a stove, um, getting in the kitchen at such a young age, um, what inspired you? How'd you get to become so good at cooking? Um, I'm asking for our viewers and for myself personally as well. Yeah, so um, actually my, um in the beginning, I had been watching some cartoons on YouTube, and um, I came across this ad for, like, a cake decorating class, and I watched it. And it was kind of the first time I had really seen cooking in that way, so creative. And, um, and I just, like, immediately was, like, hooked, and I was like, what is this? And I started watching all these cooking videos and baking videos on YouTube. And from that point on, I was just totally hooked, and I fell in love with it. And in the beginning, obviously, my, my parents were a little bit reluctant when their mortal daughter, who could barely reach the top of the countertop, um, wanted to use the stove and use the big knife and get into the oven. And um, they were reluctant at first, but um, slowly but surely, I started getting into the kitchen more and more. And um, after that, I think kind of the rest is history. I started working more, and then I watched a lot of videos, and I taught myself because my, my parents, they don't cook very much at all. And... Um, they kind of, they always cooked healthy food and they always cooked fast food and they're or not fast food, but, um, they always cook food that was quick because they were always traveling and super busy. And, um, I never viewed cooking as a chore. I always viewed it as an art form and a science and that's why it hooked me so quickly. And, um, so I got into the kitchen more and more. And then, um, when I was started telling other local chefs about how I was passionate about cooking at such a young age, they invited me to come cook with them in their kitchens. And then when they saw that, um, I wasn't just a kid. I could actually cook a little bit. They let me come in more and more. And I started asking the chefs if I could borrow their college textbooks, um, if they had anything left from culinary school. And I started reading their college textbooks like they were novels. And um, so I trained with a lot of chefs locally and then um, watched a lot of different videos and read books and studied a lot. And 
um, I was just completely in love with it. It was something that I was totally passionate about and I couldn't get out of the kitchen, but it was a lot of trial and error for me. This is why I love talking to younger people about like their journey. Cause they're not afraid to leave out, um, topics like reading, like going to the chefs and asking for their culinary books and things like that. Just being mm -hmm. resourceful with the situation that you're in, because you were only what, like six, seven years old when you're reaching out to these chefs to try to learn a little bit more about them, how they cooked and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That like that's crazy because what seven year old whatever like industry you want to go down whether it's business, s sports, cooking, whatever it may be, there's not many seven year olds out there that are going out of their way to research things outside of just YouTube. You know what I mean? So it's it's amazing yeah. how you're able to do it, and it's it shows because you're able to cook things that I don't even know the name of on your show. Like I can't even remember the. <laughs> The number one thing that I remember, and Michelle always makes fun of it because I'm like, it, I never even knew it was a thing, was the potato fondant thing. Like, I don't know what that is, but it seems so cool and so many people do it. Yeah. What is that? A potato fondant? I, I, I told you, I can't tell you. That would have to be Ariana. <laughs> In, enlighten me, someone, please. I, I need to know what this potato fondant It sounds good, but... I can't be sure. Yeah, so actually a potato fondant is kind of like, it's like a potato that's cut into a, a ringish shape and then you sear it on both the sides and it's basted with butter and cooked in stock. And so it's kind of crunchy on the outside, but soft on the inside. It's kind of like this elegant component that's added to a lot of different dishes. Like I understood everything you just said, but if you asked me to replicate that, I'd probably burn <laughs> the kitchen down. Um, so good thing I'm currently not in the kitchen and good thing I podcast, uh, but saying that, tell me what's next for you. Um, you're, you're so young. You have so a, a bright future ahead of you with your cooking skills and your philanthropy as well. But do you see CIA in your future? Um, do you see yourself starting up, um, your own possible restaurant? What's tell me what's next or what do you would like to happen? So ever since I came back for the show, I kind of thought about what's next for me and um, what I can do to continue my culinary career and my philanthropic career. And um, so, that, so then I started thinking about what I'm really most passionate about. And I realized that I just love to speak and I love to talk and I love to interact with other people. And I love to tell stories about food and different things like that. And so I think my dream for the future is definitely to get more into kind of the entertainment side of food and to reach as many people as I can. And I think my lifelong dream would be to, to have my own show or something like that where I could talk about food. And um, something that I've really been getting into a lot recently is molecular gastronomy, which is kind of like scientific cooking and uh, really cool things that combine science and food and uh, dishes like that that are super high end. And that's what I realized is some of my favorite things. So I would love to incorporate that somehow. But I think that definitely at the core of whatever I do in the future is going to be giving back because that's something that I've always been extremely passionate about. And I think that I've always known that I'm so lucky to have such an incredible family and to have to go to school and to be healthy and all these things that, that I take for granted. And, um, and that's why I started to, to help others in the first place. And so it's something that's so incredibly important to me. And so I know that whatever I'm doing in the future is going to be rooted in, in philanthropy and giving back and helping others. That's, it's truly amazing what you're doing. And you've raised now almost over $250,000, mm -hmm. which is crazy. So how, 
how does one who is only 14 go about raising $250,000? Yeah, so um, actually before I even got into MasterChef, I'd started out. And the reason I got involved with my charity work was because I wanted to do something in honor of my grandfather who died of pancreatic cancer when he was 40 years old. And I never got to meet him. And so I always wanted to do something in honor of him. And um, so I organized a team of kids and we started raising money to help kids with cancer in their families. And that was the very first thing that I did. And um, we started out doing little things. Um, we'd sell lemonade and then we'd ask our family and friends for donations. And then kind of as the years went by, we hosted different events and things like that to interact with more people. And then we kind of took to the stage and I started to speak about philanthropy and things like that and why it was so important to me. But then um, after I started to take cooking even more seriously, that's when I thought, how can I involve my cooking into continuing our philanthropy work? And uh, so then I started donating private dining experiences um, to the live auctions of different charity galas. And I think the very last um, auction that I've done very recently um, was for an organization that helps uh, research for juvenile, juvenile diabetes. And I think that one sold for almost $10,000. So um, that, was, that was kind of amazing to, to know that my cooking can really make an impact in other people's lives. And um, so that's kind of how I did it. I <laughs> used my cooking. It was awesome. That's that's great that you can move forward and you have so much influence um, just with the talent that you've done cooking, uh, done you have with cooking and that you're able to spread that elsewhere and make such a huge impact um, with what you believe in, which I think is incredible. Uh, but I want to take this moment and shift gears a little bit um, and I want to shift back to your journey. OK, um, we're going to take your journey, ball it up and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to 100 percent. Where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Hmm. So I think it's been kind of it's been kind of fluctuating, and there are sometimes when I'm going totally full force, and there are sometimes when I kind of stop and and think where I am. But I think this part for me is kind of like a really interesting part of my journey because it's kind of like the part where I'm kind of thinking like, what's next for me, and what am I going to do? And there are so many directions that I can go, and so I'm kind of at a crossroads, and even which way to go. And I'm kind of thinking, do I take my cooking, or do I go do more with philanthropy, or do I go do, do more speaking? And um, so I'm kind of at a crossroads now, and it's a really interesting part of my journey because I kind of think about what what to do next. Okay, so if you had to put a number to that, um, to I guess where you are right now, uh, what number would you give me? Mm, it depends on the context because okay. about my passion, a hundred for sure, and about the speed that I want to go, a hundred for sure. And um, I think that right now it's it's kind of like I'm totally full in and all in um, doing what I really love to do. And um, so yeah, I would say that it depends on the it depends on the context of the question, but it de definitely in terms of my passion and my commitment and everything, it's full on a hundred percent. Okay. So tell me what the, the ideal end goal is. At the end of the day, let's say um, 30, 40, 50, 70 years from now, all everything is said and done. Um, what do you want to accomplish? Um, and I guess, where do you want to be with what you do? Well, I think my dream, my whole life is to kind of grow and grow and create an empire and to, to reach so many different people. And to, to kind of inspire others and, and create a movement of, of young people that want to change the world and that want to rise up and, and to do things that other people don't think that they can do. And um, so I think in the future, I think that I would, I would love to 
to really continue to inspire other people. And I think that wherever I end up in the future, in terms of my cooking career, I know that I want to have that and inspiring others. Now we get to move on to our favorite part of the podcast, which is the deep thinking questions. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm right. All right. So let's imagine for you, it's probably going to be like 110 years from now, because I think we're going to live until we're like 120 years old. But it's your last day on earth, and you've been able to accomplish everything that you've ever dreamed of accomplishing. But the next day, everything that you've ever accomplished disappears. You get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Uh, I would definitely want to, to be remembered for kind of breaking the rules and challenging the status quo. And then also I want to be remembered for making an impact in the lives of others because that's something that has always been so incredibly important to me. And then I think that whatever my path will take me, I, I really want to, to be remembered for as someone who really rose up and, and did something that other people thought was impossible. And I think that um, my whole life I've kind of challenged myself and thought about where, where could I go in life and where could, what could I do with the time I have on her. That's great. That's something I can 100% support, 100% get behind. Love it. So next question for you. It's We're still in that 120-year mark. Uh, Justin's stuck on that. He thinks we're going to live forever. I don't get it, but beyond that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, so we're still in that 120-year mark. Um, day right before you die, you gather your family, your loved ones, your friends all together, um, and you guys open a book. And that book happens to be your autobiography of your entire life. So you turn to that first chapter, and that first chapter encompasses the beginning of your journey up until the very second that me and you are speaking right now. What is the title of that first chapter? Oh, wow. Okay. Let me think about this because I think that it's just been such a crazy ride so far. And so I think, well, there it is. There's my title, A Crazy Ride, because that's exactly what it's been from start to finish. I never thought that getting up and from the point where I was getting up and selling lemonade or talking to people that were at school that I would be here now um, raising $10,000 at a charity auction. And so I I would say totally title that first chapter would be a crazy ride. A crazy ride. I like it. I love that title. So with that, before we ask our last question, actually, I've got two, two last questions, but before I ask them, where can people find you? Where can they get in touch with you? Okay, so I can be found on, I'm super active on Instagram at Junior Chef Ariana, and I'm also on Facebook at Junior Chef Ariana, and then I'm also on LinkedIn um, as Ariana Fagan, and then you can send me an email at ariana at arianaskitchen.com. Love it. You've got all of it down already. You've already got a LinkedIn page. Like I was so, I was amazed when you tried to, uh, when you connected with me on LinkedIn, I was like, what who is this and then i looked at your name and i was like no way this is the this is ariana from masterchef junior this is crazy but the fact that you're even on linkedin already speaks to like your level of where you're going to be later on in life especially in business and i feel like that's one of the avenues that you really want to partake later in life but so for question number one for me is what has been the biggest moment in your life so far in terms of biggest accomplishment biggest impact that you've ever done what is the first moment that pops into your head when i said that 
Okay, well, um, there are definitely so many moments in my life that have really hit hard for me. And it's not just about the big moments, it's about the little moments that have happened. And when I get to meet someone that I've been able to help and see the impact that I've been able to make in those little moments will have a huge impact on, on me and why I continue to do what I do even after everything that I've done in the past. And it's been definitely a difficult journey, but, but um, I think that one of the biggest moments, the first thing that I thought of when you when you asked me was the moment where I got my apron on MasterChef because <laughs> I, I don't know why that was the very first thing that popped into my mind, but I think that that moment in my life was kind of like this crazy epiphany because I, I, had, I had never even thought that I would be here standing there and I'd worked so hard to, to get there and to hear Gordon Ramsay say that my, my dish was the best dish that um, he tasted in the master kitchen and it was worthy of cooking in his restaurant and hearing those words come out of his mouth was just made everything, all my hard work and everything that I had done to get up to that moment, just totally, totally worth it. And so that was the very first thing that, that popped into my mind. Yeah, that is, I, I literally don't have words cause I, I don't have an accomplishment that could possibly be that like impactful in my life, which is insane. And you're only 14 again, but okay. So last question, are you ready, Ariana? ready what is a question that you wish that we asked you oh hmm, 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 hmm. let me think this through hmm. okay well I think that during this interview in particular we talked a lot about kind of the success and kind of what led me up to to kind of the good moments in my in my career and my journey and everything but I think that there were so many mistakes and failures that happened and I think that it's so easy for me to talk about that because I think that those failures and those mistakes and all the times that I failed really helped me get up to the point that I am today and I think that um, for me just start starting from the beginning and where I was in the beginning and Kind of leading up and I just think about like what would have happened is after I after I failed and I didn't make it onto MasterChef that very first year and I would have just decided like oh this is this is too hard like I'm never gonna be able to, to make it and if I would have given up at that very moment I just think about what wouldn't have happened throughout my my whole journey what wouldn't have happened if I if I would have said okay um this is too hard let, let me give up now and I think that that's a message that I just want everyone who, who's listening to this to, to remember is in that moment you have a choice you have a choice to either to give up or to keep going and I think that because of my decision to, to keep going and to persevere to keep working hard even though there are a lot of people that were telling you that you know Ariana maybe go for something smaller or you're, you're, you're young now you still have your life ahead of you go relax go be a kid and if I would have given up in that moment and I just think about what wouldn't have happened as a result and so to, to everyone that, who's listening to this, I think that that's the message I really want to, to get across is to never let anything stand in, in your way is if you want to, to really achieve what you're dreaming of. So you heard it here first, go out, chase your dreams. You have a choice, make the right one. Don't sell yourself short. Ariana, big, big, big thank you from Get Your Grind Up, Young and Dumb, for coming on to the podcast and, you know, dropping some knowledge, having fun with us. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope, hope that you'll feel inspired after these words to, to 
go out and not let their age be a barrier in accomplishing what they want because where young people are capable of so much more than people think or give us credit for it. Age is just a number. That is right. Age is just a number. Everyone is young and dumb. And if you would like to learn a little bit more about Ariana, hop on our website, getyourgrindup.com, or follow us on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Get Your Grind Up. We'll be back very soon with another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get your grind up. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.